In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And boy, I got to tell you, Daryl, for the first time in a while, I am a little bit refreshed. I am refreshed from a press conference, and I didn't think that would happen for a long time. And I thought we got some interesting information today as Jim Schwartz was rolled out as the new defensive coordinator. You were there. What'd you think? There are 500 in off-season press conferences for 2023. That's what I think. That's blew awesome. The of, blew the end of seasoner, but came back strong with Jim Schwartz. Boy, I tell you. I couldn't even get a question in because every question turned into story time with Jim. He spoke for 40 minutes and I think answered a grand total of 10 questions. Like, yeah, that, so it it wasn't much of a Q&A as it was Jim Schwartz just, I guess, being glad to be back in Cleveland, Ohio, or Berea, Ohio, in this, in this case, uh, where it all began for him back in 1993. We got to hear the the eating Bill Belichick's turkey sandwich story. Man, that was a crazy. Tell everybody the story because I think the story was amazing because as I was listening, I was getting nervous for him. Yeah. So basically what happened, this is back in 1993. He's a uh, unpaid intern at the time and uh, basically doing all the all the kind of grunt work for the organization. And at the end of minicamp, everyone, the building is empty. Everybody has gone home for the summer. And unbeknownst to him, Bill Belichick is actually still in the building. So he goes and he grabs a, a, a turkey sandwich, sits down, and he starts eating the thing. And here comes Bill Belichick wandering into the room. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And Schwartz is like, hey, I'm good. How are you? And so Bill starts Coach. ruffling around the room looking looking for the turkey sandwich. And he's like, hey, uh, have you seen the turkey? And he's like, uh, I just finished it, coach. <laughs> and Bill, I guess, uh, mumbled something under his breath and, and grumbled as he, as he walked out of the room. But uh, when Schwartz called his family to, you know, tell him, hey, you know, my my flight out of town is, I, I think he said 930 or something like that. He goes, but yeah, there may not be a return flight <laughs> because he ate Bill's sandwich. Yeah, I, but, the way he... I mean, he told the story about how, you know, he thought he was the only one in the building. He was sitting yeah. there working, and unbeknownst to him, Bill was still in the building. He couldn't believe it, and he had a, left a piece of turkey. He was eating it on crackers. I mean, the story was just like you felt bad for him, and then you're like, Bill walks out, and I was like, oh, yeah, I ate the turkey. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, he he lived to tell uh, the day that he made the. Sin of sins in eating Bill Belichick's dinner. But, um, yeah, he got real nostalgic. Of course, the, uh, you know, the media room out in Berea is uh, named after Dino Lucarelli, the longtime uh, PR uh, slash ambassador for the Browns for nearly uh, four decades. And he sits down at the microphone. And he looks up because Dino's picture is hanging uh, atop the back wall. And there's, you know, in, in letters, it says the Dino Lucarelli uh, media center. So he opens his press conference, you know, dipping into the, the bag of nostalgia and talking about the time in which Lucarelli set him up with Dante Lavelli, who at the time owned a furniture store 
because Schwartz was looking for a couch for his apartment. <laughs> and so Lavelli was able to hook him up with a couch that had gotten returned by somebody that I guess didn't like the order, didn't get what they ordered. So he was able to get a really nice couch from Lavelli. Uh, I'm guessing at a discount considering uh, at the time he was making next to nothing, but yeah, it was, it was fun to listen to him. Uh, you know, listen to somebody who has a tangible connection to the original franchise. And that was like the last takeaway uh, of the like 2000 word top takeaways that I put together for our website. Uh, that was really the last takeaway that I wrote about Andy is that, you know, really for the first time, one of the few people since 1999 in an important position that has come in here that actually has some skin in the game from the original franchise. And he was part of that move to Baltimore and he knows really what the Browns mean to fans in Northeast Ohio and look, he struck all the right notes. There's no question about it. Totally won the press conference. But at the end, when he when he talked about how he feels the responsibility to come back to Cleveland and help Kevin Stefanski get this defense uh, and team turned around so that uh, it can do what he experienced in Philadelphia with the Eagles, and that's win a Super Bowl. I thought that that was you know a pretty good way to mic drop it and uh, you know, uh, walk off the podium. He said, in my mind, there's only one place that would outdo that parade in Philadelphia, and we're here right now. And he got up and he, he left the, uh, the, uh, the podium there. So uh, a very strong introductory press conference uh, from Jim Schwartz. And I'll just say this. If he is able to accomplish everything he spoke about on Wednesday, Andy, this Browns defense is in great shape. And uh, Kevin Stefanski can really continue to do what he's basically done since taking this job. And that is just worry about the offense and leave the defense uh, to Schwartz. Um, you know, since last time we talked, he actually got the job. So we haven't really, you know, when you go back and look at his resume against everybody else's resume, it was impressive, you know, from being here before to pretty much coaching, you know, every team in the Midwest as he went through his litany of, you know, Buffalo and Tennessee, although Tennessee is not really Midwest, but, um, Buffalo and Detroit and, and just the, the, the journey that brought him to Cleveland, um, I thought it were back to Cleveland. I thought it was interesting. I, I think the one line that really hit me late was talking about the Super Bowl and saying that when you he couldn't remember any of the plays from the game, but he remember, definitely remembered the parade afterwards. And I, I just think that that's so true in so many sports. You know, like tell me how many games you can remember when the Cavaliers won the championship you might remember the last one, right? There, there, uh, there, I, no, I, I remember a few. <laughs> There's I know, a few. but you, you have to dig deep, right? You yeah. have to dig deep to get back and there and, and remember. The conference, you know, they beat the hell out of the entire Eastern Conference and, and that. So, But I understand your point. Um, and look, he's got his work cut out for him, and obviously we'll, we'll really dive into some of the things, some of the tangible things that we were able to take away from that introductory press conference, because there actually were, I mean, there were a lot of nuggets that came out of that press conference more than just nostalgia, more than just winning the press conference or, you know, saying all the things that get the fans excited and give them goosebumps and, and, and things like that. I mean, there, there were some, there was some tangible meat on the bone uh, from that press conference. And, and again, I, I think that 
in those 40 minutes, like you could just see why he is, he's been successful just about everywhere he's gone. Right. And you know what? I know he, I look, I know he got fired from Detroit and his overall record wasn't good, but he inherited an Owen 16 team and within three years had them at double digit victories and in the playoffs. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Tennessee, he turned their defense around. Went to Buffalo for one year before the, the you know the coaching staff got fired after one after the year that he was there, and I think it was 2014. He turned that Bills defense around in one year. Goes to Philadelphia, turns that defense around in one year. Second year, they're even better than the first. The third year, they're even better than the first and second, and they go on and win a Super Bowl. So. You know, he has had tangible success. And he also explained why he stepped away from the game because of, you know, some health issues that uh, he, uh, you know, dealt with. He had a thyroid problem. Then he had some that impacted his overall health, including his vision and, and stuff like that. And I thought it was really compelling when he said, look, I could have kept going because of who I am, but I don't want, I never want to cheat the game. I never want to cheat my, the team that I'm working for. I never want to cheat the players that I'm coaching. And that's why uh, he, he stepped back a little bit and he was appreciative that the Titans brought him back into the fold. And he, you know, he, he did say on Wednesday, he's, he's good to go. He's ready to roll uh, with this, uh, you know, this Browns defense. So um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot to take away from those 40 minutes with Jim Schwartz on Wednesday. All right, Daryl, you talked about the Nuggets. We will get to those Nuggets from the press conference next. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast.